Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 455. This is the Guide to the Geek Side, and I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, from beautiful Savage, Minnesota, on the last week before Christmas. So uh, whatever you celebrate, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Festivus, happy holidays to everyone. Joined by Charlie Carton. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Oh, he's taking a sip so he can't take over. Mom's cooking up some collard greens. I don't mac remember and the cheese. Either. Yes, mac and uh, cheese. That's yeah. That's there it. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, when you know when when uh, Run DMC found Santa Claus's wallet with million dollars in it, and the, the dough was for me. And that we'll creepy see. little elf with the closed circuit cameras. I never understood that. I don't know. What was nair, going nair, on. Nair. Uh, wonderful Christmas song, Christmas in uh, Hollis, which is featured at the beginning of Die Hard, when uh, John McClane says to his limo driver, Argyle. Hey, man, you got any Christmas music? Man, this is Christmas music. Oh, uh, Anyway, uh, this week's jacket, which I already feel getting too warm, so you'll probably see me lose it. This is Han Solo's awesome Hoth jacket from the beginning, or excuse me, from the entirety of The Empire Strikes Back, a cosplay that I no longer wear. But again, I usually wear jackets for the first part of this, and then even though it's a little cold in here, I get too hot. And so you'll see me lose a jacket. That's why I have this cool T-shirt. It doubles so. as Doctor's Evil's jacket. But if you want to see that, you yeah. should be watching our YouTube nope. of this no, episode. No buttons on this. But anyway, yeah, we are. Um, we're having a good time getting closer to the holidays. Um, and uh, yeah, but we like to kick off every show by talking about our fantastic Patreons. These are the wonderful folks that make it possible for us to do all that fun extra content that you are listening to uh, over at patreon.com slash secret friends unite. Uh, you can go to that website, snag a free one week trial and check out the fun programming we have uh, on the friends with benefits level. Corey and HG, John Sedorf, the awesome Phoenix sisters cosplay, Mr. Brendan Myers and Asian Sith mistress on the BFF level. We have the awesome Naya, uh, Naya's family there in the Twin Cities, Sean, Stella, and Henry, and my dear friend, Missy Merchant. Uh, so thank you to all of you. And again, patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite, free one-week trial. We uh, we want you to check us out. And if you like what you hear, feel free to stick around. All right, yeah. so. And uh, yeah. Patreons always get ad-free episodes of our show because we will have ads in this uh, show if you're just getting from our free stream or from our regular YouTube channel. Uh, Patreons will get that ad free so yes another benefit to the ad the ad man coming oh and and our newest member charlie i don't know if i mentioned this oh Uh, we had matt keel on our show uh and it was great matt came on and um while we were having on co-op mode he became an instant uh patreon it's that easy it's that easy well well, welcome at Owen. Oh, he's at the top level. My, 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 I lift my gum to, to you. Very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Well, good deal, Matt. And well, don't let me forget to obviously plug that in when I do code 47. Sometimes, you know, it escapes me, but we're, all, we're very grateful. Exactly. Uh, we will give Matt his superpower next week when we've had time to think it up. Yes, exactly. We'll shoot from the cuff. But what's not shooting from the cuff is this beautiful cover from September of 1967. I'm assuming the original Green Lantern uh, comic, issue number 55. You have our buddy, Mr. Hal Jordan, standing in front of the uh, titular Green Lantern, you know, full size for power battery. 
the power battery. And he's got a bunch of his fellow lanterns standing around him, some of whom I recognize, some of whom like the, uh, you know, you got a purple guy, a guy with brown head, you got like a snake dude, pink guy, uh, the guy with the orange fin, he looks familiar. And then, yeah, so just wrapping around. And so uh, who's the the lead dude? Although is it Oa or is it, no, it's, that was the name of the planet? Ganthet. He is the, like the lead guardian of the guardian. Yeah. In the, in the red robe. So he's the only one who gets his own, his own style. Otherwise everybody wears green. Um, so anyway, he says, uh, oh, excuse me, the word bubble to the center, then to the top. Uh, actually, excuse me, we'll go counterclockwise. Title, cosmic enemy number one, the word bubble being shouted by all of those lanes Interns who are pointing their ring fingers in a very menacing fashion and for committing the worst of all crimes they're not very specific green lantern of earth you have been sent sentenced to a power ring to be power ring to death i'm not touching that one uh and then your guy raises his hand to drop uh his arm and yeah t- he, how's he gonna get out of this bucket of syrup feels like the dukes of hazard <laughs> 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 yeah i and i'm trying to find the guy's name with the with the fin i thought it was cat matui i think was his name <laughs> cat man yeah <laughs> it was. I can't find it. Oh my goodness! Uh, I'm I'm blanking. Like, I love the Green Lantern Corps, but I don't know all their yeah. ranks. But you know, obviously, right. the the most the most famous ones are not here. Kilowog right. and yeah, uh, a few pro- others. Maybe, yeah, probably weren't even around at that time because no. they maybe a little more recent. So, uh, well, anyway, somebody who was uh, guy. We watched The Graduate last night, and you know who that reminded me of? Looking at Anne Bancroft in that movie. Definitely our senior news correspondent, Madam Webb. Madam Webb, you're trying to seduce me. But anyway, she's down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine, waiting to give us all of the goods, all of the news that we know and love. So let's go check it out. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Well... Uh, Charlie, I don't know if you knew this, but Madam Webb um, was actually the illegitimate child of Santa Claus. And, and Krampus. <laughs> Mrs. Frosty. <laughs> oh, boy. We don't talk about it much with the holiday icons, but, you know, Santa you was a little bit heated. He needed something to cool him down. And uh, Mrs. Frosty, you know, you know, she's having some trouble times. Things are a little icy with 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 Frosty. And, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about running hot and cold. Any port in a storm. All right. Well, we got a couple of bing bangs from Mr. James Gunn this week. What's going on? Yeah, so uh, we're hearing more and more about uh, the future of the DCU and who will be in which movies. And at this point, we are hearing that uh, a character who didn't get a great first reveal in Wonder Woman 84, that would be um, Maxwell Lord. Oh, is no, actually. God, that movie. I've never, never gone back and watched no, it. No, no. Why would you? Way. Great actor. Right playing just a poorly taken uh, you know just the character of Maxwell Lord and that didn't even match what he is in the DCU so I'm glad a character is getting a second chance to be used because Maxwell Lord's a pretty badass dude um, yeah, right. in the comics he started off as a guy who actually helped to get the Justice League together inform them and he was kind of like a nick fury in a way for the justice league um and so because of that and then he his storyline took a really cool pause later on his the Mm. turn loved it and um i hope we get some of that with this character and uh that has led james gunn to cast maxwell lord in uh the new dcu and that will be his brother sean A stalwart of uh, of the MCU in particular, because he was uh, Craglin, one of the Ravagers in multiple 
uh, projects, obviously involving the Guardians uh, and their spinoffs and their time in the. I think, he does, I think the, he he does the eventually. Yeah. He does the motion he was, work for Rocket yeah, too. He's the Rocket mocap, which is yeah. weird because it's not like he's a little guy. But you know, they needed. You know, they're not going to pay Bradley Cooper to to do that because he's a he's a big actor guy. He's a big super actor man. Um, but over yeah, overall, and he's been in tons of other stuff. I think throughout the yeah, he was now. Kurt and. Uh, uh, Gilmore Girls, and he was awesome. Oh, there you it was go. Funny, okay. goofy, fun, a really yeah. good character. So this would be interesting if he's a more layered character because he's been typically very goofy yeah. um, in most yeah. roles. So this might and be that's, and, and that seems to be a layered role. He also played then, Weasel in the Suicide Squad. There you go. So another another mocap role. That's yeah. one of those great uh, memes that you see, like, and you're what, and then you just show Weasel just looking the glass. Blah, blah. <laughs> That movie was fun. I'm going to say give it to it that. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 And then secondly, we have, uh, i tell you what goes around, comes around. Uh, Nicholas Holt back in uh, the comic book world. Of course, he was the beast in the uh, X-Men. You don't even really want to call them prequels. It was the, the McAvoy class. era. Yeah, yeah. The first class era. There you go. Um, but he will be our Lex Luthor, which is fantastic. Boy, what a, what, you know, and it's a, it's a role that has been portrayed by, by so many. Um, I think it's really tough to pick a favorite. I mean, Gene Hackman is a classic of the role simply from back in that day, but he's goofy. Um, he's, he's goofy. Go- yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, the, the one, you know, the one that I think really stands apart. And again, Todd, this is a film that very people, ex- very few people except for you and me really enjoy, um, particularly because art imitating life, Kevin Spacey, definitely a villain, uh, definitely a vet. So he, he, for me is, is the scariest. Lex Luthor, but I loved Rosenbaum and Smallville. Uh, John Cryer took on the role, I think, in one of the uh, in, in the yeah. Arrowverse, didn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he was. He was. He was very good in that. He was fun. I was watching a clip actually from the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, mm-hmm. series where he met up with Tom Welling, and you find mm-hmm. out Superman gave up his powers, and yes, that and was Superman great. still punches John Cryer. So very, very well yeah. done. I um, love it. Clancy Brown was the voice of Lex Luthor on right. the animated series, who was very good too. And you had the actor whose name on a blank on who played Abraham on The Walking Dead did a, did a recent oh, turn. Yeah. But that that was in the uh, the Tyler Hockner Superman Superman. Oh, and we had uh, I can't remember the name of the actor. He was in Titans. Lex showed up for like hardly two like seconds. two episodes, and he died. Yeah. So oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's 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 a role that's covered a lot of ground. Yeah, um, we didn't talk but, about certain yeah. guy, did we? Well, we talked about Mister uh, Skittles. I'm drawing a blank. Remember Eisenberg when he's like taking the Skittles and feeding them to somebody? (laughs) What a horrible. Do you see see that there was just there was a blank space in my head where you were talking about it? Horrible. Um, But anyway, Nicholas Holt is he's he's a very accomplished young man. You know, classically mm-hmm. trained British actor who's been he's in the menu. I love that role. Oh, yeah, it was a great flick. Um, loved him as the beast, and I've seen him. I, I feel like I've seen him in enumerated other things. I remember him in About a Boy with Hugh Grant back yeah. in the 90s when he was very young. He's just always been doing great stuff. So. I never saw um, uh, the movie with Nicolas Cage as Dracula. Dr- dead and loving it? <laughs> No, no, it was the it was uh, his his uh, minion that he played, Nicholas Holt. Oh, they, Renfield, Renfield. Yes, I never saw it. I oh, heard. I it can't good. believe you didn't see that. It was a lot of fun. We it's on like that. HBO Max, so I should I need to watch it. But yeah, I heard he was good and, in that too. And, and speaking of movies you didn't see that we talked about, I, I've got another um, uh, bullet dodger for you. Is that I bought my tickets for Aquaman, so you don't have to go. <laughs> oh, no, we want to see it. I want to see yeah, Aquaman. I know. I'm teasing. I'm surprised I'm teasing. you. I'm surprised you're seeing it. Well, I figured we'd talk about it on the show. So what else? Oh, okay. What else are we gonna do? You know, I mean, it's, you know, you're responsible. You didn't see, you didn't see Wonka. 
Uh, well, I mean, no, it's not out yet. Is, does it come out on Christmas? Oh, or I thought it was out. Maybe, I don't know. Is it out? I don't think I so. I think it's out. No, I think between now and the end of the year, we have Wonka, Color Purple, and then Aquaman. But anyway, we're getting off track. So anyway, yes, it's cool to hear things being planned. Uh, now that the writer strike, the uh, the actor strike is over, we can expect to actually get some actual production news, which is pretty exciting. So, okay, moving into, and Todd, this just came out of nowhere. And I'm glad I, I looked at this, this flow about an hour before we started rolling. I'm like, oh, we got a trailer, 2024, the movie. I'm like, oh, is this going to be like, uh, like, like one of the scary movie things? This could be one of those poops. I watched this. This is completely insane. This is uh, from A24. You said the director's name again was? Uh, Alex Garland. Alex uh, Garland. Yep. Yeah. He and directed who, yeah. uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation, also screenwrote okay. Okay. Uh, 20 Days Later in Sunshine. And this is by A24. Yeah. Right, uh, so, so some serious, serious stuff. But um, it, I'll kick it back over to you, but I will tell you my experience watching. I watched it on my laptop. Um, April, My wife, April, has been, she, she falls into a rabbit hole every Christmas with bacon Christmas cookies, which we'll never <laughs> eat. So thank God we'll give them to the squirrels or something uh, at some point. But uh, she was in the other room with headphones in her ears, but she heard me reacting while I was watching this, because I was like, oh, my God, holy crap. So anyway, tell us about tell us about the trailer. Yeah. So the movie's called Civil War. And uh, quite honestly, this is really a movie inspired by essentially the last um, presidency. That's the best yeah. way to put it. Uh, no, you know, from the elements of like 2016 to 2020, specifically January 6th. And this Very is a divisive about, nation that we live in. Yes. Yes. And so this is a fictional, I guess, reality of what if things had gone a different way and right. January 6th essentially had basically split the com- country. And mm. now you've got the United States and then you've got the Republic of California in the Republic of Texas, essentially trying to tear down a despot president played by Nick, Nick Offerman. Mm. And it's told through the eyes of um, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten so Dunst is as a, a photographer. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then her, her, her friend, uh, f- her crew and family. It seems like it was her daughter, his, or the, you know, her male uh, co-star, his daughter. That wasn't sure to put it all together, but um, you know, it's trouble when you see that Jesse Plemons is involved in anything. Oh God! Because because he's the soldier at the end when he's got them all. Uh, you know, he's got them all. You know, he's he's downrange with his weapon. He's you know, you're Americans. What what kind of American are you? It's just the guy's terror. I mean, we just watch Breaking Bad, and he's oh, just he's horrible. He's horrible. Right. Todd, why is why is Todd the most worst name ever now? Thanks, Todd. No more lightsaber night. Thanks, Todd. I know exactly. <laughs> I'm infamous. Apparently, uh, my name, my namesake. I'm going to blame my mother. I'm going to start going by Anton. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, why not? Well, you know what? That's it is. Frankly, it's much more mysterious. But it, that's true. Way. There's not many so Antons. Yeah, this looks fantastic. Do we get a? Uh, Do we get a date? On April twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. So yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are like, I don't need this, but I think quite honestly. I think we I absolutely think, need this. I think yeah. we do this because I think people need to see like a what if saying of what if the world goes a certain way because right. our world is so crazy. I, I don't think any, anybody could predict what's happened, you know, in the future right. that we, we are living in today. Right. 20 years ago, Charlie, would you? Oh, my God. No, never. It's just it's, to think that for the first time in 200 years that, you know, the, the capital of the United States could be assaulted by you know whomever citizens of this country 
is absolutely terrifying. You know, exactly, something that hasn't you know, happened since that hasn't happened since the the American Revolution. Um, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. So yeah, I don't know, man. So yeah, so I'm I am definitely looking forward to this uh, as being a real eye opener uh, and not hopefully a portrayal uh, of what the 2024 election will look like. <sighs> yeah, and Kurt Cameron's not involved, so I guess that's a good thing. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, moving right along. I saw this uh, headline and I was like, oh, cool. Werewolf by Night is coming back. But no, it's something else. What do we got? Yeah. So, um, Charlie, you and I are both aware of the former Dark Universe that was supposed to happen. Universal Monsters were supposed to be a big thing. Oh, it was kicking off with Tom Cruise's The Mummy. I never watched it. Yeah. Um, I know other people did. Not Either. very good. I may rewatch it because I may watch it just because why not? Like uh, curiosity, maybe it'll be a Halloween film we we have uh, for next year. We'll, we'll put that down. Okay. For, uh, yeah. Why not? I, I can do that. Yeah. You know, hey, it's that's you know that's ten months from now. I can handle that. <laughs> exactly. So that failed, and so we thought the dark universe was going to be over. We thought, hey, those projects are dead. Well, we got a little movie right before the pandemic shut down. That was called The Invisible Man, and that. was highly successful. I loved that movie. Same. Really well done. And the director of that, Lee Winnell, is going to be Ah, directing Wolfman. Lee Winnell, uh, Australian, and the uh, co-star in the original Saw. Oh, I didn't know that. Very, very cool. He was the the guy in the room with uh, uh, Carrie Always. Yeah, he was the other guy. Yeah, so originally this was supposed to have Ryan Gosling starring in it, and it was going to have another director called uh, Derek Sion France, and uh, that apparently fell through. So now Lee Winnell is coming back to do this. Uh, It's also with Corbett Tucker and a few other folks, uh, and Jason Blum is producing the film. So this is Blumhouse. So we know what, you know, A24 makes good films, Blumhouse typically makes good films. And... I'm very excited to see the take on it because, you know, there hasn't been a Wolfman film since what that one. Um, 20, 2010 with Benicio del Toro. I never saw that. And then Wolf with Jack Nicholson. Remember that movie? Repeat oh, my, well, the, the urinal. my my first year at MSU would have been your second year. So it's before we met on the campus channel was on a couple of times a day. Yeah. So I saw that movie. Two dozen times. Oh, against Kansas Channel my was will. great. It's the, how oh, I saw Pulp Fiction for the first time. In, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, yes, one guy with the VCR. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is next? Yeah, it was, it, right. it was great. Yeah, those campus movies we also got to see. Yeah. So fun time. So this is going to uh, be a, um, and I'm trying to think if there's anybody else announced for this. I don't believe it is, but um, the, the actor says, who's yeah. starring is Christopher Abbott. Uh, okay. He's part of the Abbott family from uh, Young and the Restless, Charlie. Just kidding. Oh, in fact. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm just Un- kidding. No. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah. that'd be fun. So, um, yeah, so I, I I would like, you know, so I, I would imagine if this is being produced potentially for the Halloween season, I would hope. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I, I believe maybe, this is actually maybe, happening. Maybe oh, I believe it's October 2024. So it's going to be a Halloween film. Yeah, I like it. That's fun. Well, Taylor yeah, just, Swift has another concert. <laughs> oh, you're right. That really did throw. She is truly the agent of chaos in this world. But you know what? Uh, she was Times Woman of the Year. <laughs> she's she's yeah. She was. What? Oh my god. Person. Sure. Person. Person. Person of the year. Of the year. Yeah, we're commandant living in the 21st of the century here, Todd. My good commandant, commandant Lassard. Um, yes. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, Todd, I love what you found here because uh, not only were you uh, born in April, so you're an April baby. My wife is an April baby. When I got married as a foolish young man, I got married on April Fool's Day, 1999. Um, but what? how is April Fool's being celebrated in 2024? Yeah, so DEC is doing an event where they've essentially turned all of the Justice the Justice League members are turned into apes. So April, um, which is fantastic. And I love it'll that. It'll be right right on the heels of the new Planet of the Apes film, which comes out in uh, it comes out in April, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, we're going to make it. 2024 yeah. is the year of apes, April. Well, um, there's there's no Marvel film, so it's got to be. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> these covers. So these yeah. covers are great. So you've got like, you know, all the apes here. And then you've got space, uh, Gleek the Space Monkey, which is fantastic. Uh, then you've what got another the- one with the, the, the son of, uh, he, he's, uh, it's Monkey. I think it's Monkey King is the name of the uh-huh. next character. And he's got some banana peels, like the famous Crisis cover. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. I've told you that story, haven't I, about April and her older brother. He was a comic collector. Yeah. And he gifted, he gifted April that issue. It's going to be worth millions. And it ended up tore up in her Claws and he found it. He just flipped out. We were in Tardy's, which is one of our local shops here a few years ago. Seventeen dollars <laughs> for that issue. I think it was number millions. seven or eight. Yeah, millions. Yeah, yeah uh, one of the characters I love that's part of this is a, there's a real character called Detective Chimp. He is fantastic. Oh yeah, I love him. He's like playable Bobo character. Yeah. Playable character in one of the uh, Lego Batman movies, as I recall. Yeah, or yeah. Lego Batman video games. Yeah, absolutely. But, That's but awesome. The best, but the best part about this, Charlie, is there is a variant cover that is scratch and sniff, and it's I see like it. Yes, bananas. It is. There's uh, uh, your your chimp detective guy falling, and, and uh, he's reaching for a banana, and there's a sticker on it instead of being the traditional Chiquita banana thing. It says "rub and smell." Um, th- I, I think I'm gonna have to pick that up. I don't know about you, um, but it's tough if you put it behind glass. Would you? Would you? How do you have to walk up to it to smell it? So yeah, you you're gonna have really to take go it out wall. of its protective case. Yeah, I love yes. I love variant covers that are just ridiculous. I still I, own a bunch. I've never heard of banana a scratch bunch. and sniff one though. So a banana bunch. Get on the boat, the banana boat. Um, I think I, that, that may like be a, that may be a segment in the future. I will basically bring out a history of all of the weird variant covers that ever existed. That's that sounds like fun. Variant covers are great. Pictures of them, yeah. and yeah, we'll, we'll go yes. through that. That'll be a good segment, I'm, you know, to break things up. I'm totally on board. And we talked about another segment this week, just as a little teaser for 2024. We're planning on doing a series leading up to Deadpool 3 going through the best of the X-Men film. So that'll probably be five, five, maybe six weeks of us doing that in the Thunderdome. It's something we discussed. So sure. um, yeah, I'd be excited about that. Some of those I haven't seen. I told you Deadpool 2 is on a hotel channel when we were driving back from Vegas. And I was like, yeah, I kind of barely don't remember much about this, but it's yeah. super a lot of fun. But oh, yeah. yeah, the X-Men, yeah, the X-Men movies have always been a mixed bag but there's some of them that are really great so anyway all right oh this is crazy so last story mickey mouse set to become public domain in 2024 but as expect as expected it's complicated so yeah steamboat willie which in 1927 maybe it was 1827 oh so how is yeah so public domain is 96 years is that what they're basically uh, it's like us? 96 years yeah that's a weird yeah, okay. number because it's not like, so, it's yeah. like normal um it was extended because originally it was supposed to be um uh, 75 years got extended an extra 20 years so mm-hmm. now we're at mm-hmm. that point so as you see this is coming up and so what right. it means is we this is basically mickey mouse's law so now 
we Mickey are Mouse's getting, law. That sounds like some horrible, some horrible, some horrible like yeah. luring BS. But yes. So the great news about this is if it can happen to Mickey Mouse, it can happen to any, anyone else. Um, yeah. And the funny part about this is, is it's not all of Mickey Mouse. It's just one specific version, which will be public. Yeah. And to your point, Charlie, it is Steamboat Willie. If you think about like, the thin arms, the, the goofy look, the black, I'm assuming it's going to have to be black and white as well. Oh, right. Maybe. And it's, yeah, with the long tail and the, the big shoes that have no socks, but it has like a suction cup around the ankles. Um, yeah, just a very traditional set, Steamboat Itchy. I think of the, the Simpsons spoof version of Steamboat Itchy. Ricky Rat. Ricky Rat and Ricky Rouse. Um, yeah, so that's fun. But yeah, let's not forget uh, that uh, uh, Tigger, oh my God. So with... Um, I wrote Tigger because Winnie the Pooh became public domain. There's that Winnie the Pooh horror movie out there. There's going to be a sequel that Tigger will now appear in. Are you reading this here in this article? <laughs> yes, My God, yes. I didn't see. I'm sure if that comes to a streamer and it somehow comes out, I'd love to watch it. But holy crap. Yeah, let's, let's Charlie, we're, 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 October. We're, getting, we're getting burned by a lot of these bad horror films yeah, is all I'm going to say know. right now at this point. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, it's just it, it's just throwing stuff against the wall. But yeah, I, I'll be interested. So yeah, so that'll be next year. So I'm curious to see what uh, Steamboat Willie Ricky Rouse <laughs> looks like when we get there. And oh, Charlie, I'm making it right now. We're going to have a Steamboat Willie mascot of SFU. We're oh my God. <laughs> Just keep your eye on the exact date because I don't want to get a letter from Disney. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> to say, hey, and we'll take your house. Thank you very much. Um, all right. Well, that is the end of the news. Todd, time to get out that Fuber app, that feeble Uber app. The uh, Geek Easy awaits. Time to talk about stuff that we're enjoying. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor or not. Hey, Secret Friends Unite. Let me tell you about Zencaster. We use them for our show, and now they're supporting us. Zencaster is now the all-in-one solution making podcasting easy. It's the ultimate web-based podcasting solution. provides high-quality audio and video podcast production and hosting. With a full suite of professional tools, podcasters can seamlessly record, produce, and publish studio-quality content all from one dashboard. Being a creator has never been easier. And we chose Zencaster because of the ease of use, uh, high quality output, and we it makes it super easy for our guests to come on. Uh, we had multiple solutions we tried before, and Zencaster has just been the best fit for us. Why Zencaster? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sounds and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Have you ever worried what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. So if you're interested in making an easy, high-quality podcast just with the click of a browser button, go to Zencaster.com slash SFU and use our code SFU. You'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Now back to the show. Talk nerdy to me. 
We're sitting the Geek Easy cover bands playing, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. Well, Charlie and I were chatting. Basically, I'm just trying to catch up and finish up a lot of the stuff I've started. So um, one of the things that I finally got back into was The Witcher Season 3. They split the season in half. So um, I watched the first half, and then the second season wrapped. And now Charlie's going to be really weird because... Oh, he lost Superman, right? He's gone? Yeah, exactly. So we are basically are ending on a cliffhanger, but it's not like Henry Cavill died. So I was going to have know. to show a lot of the back of his head or was, was he recast or is it a new character? He is? That's well, the main that's dude. the thing. There's okay. a new, there's, there's a new witcher. I don't know if it's just recasting Geralt or if it's a witcher replacing him or there's some flim flim, like almost. So it's, like, a, so it's like a green lantern. Like, uh, no, sorry. You get Bob now. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I've been hearing like there's going to be some witchcraft involved where he basically uh, has to be reconfigured and like, kind of like Dr. Who. Kind of like that. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I'm which, which, is, which is just what they should do with James Bond. It's what they could have done with Indiana Jones and maybe, you know, breathe some life into the franchise. Yeah. Just, Liam, just, it's just. Liam Helmsworth. So the, the, the Helmsworth uh, I was in what? The, the Hunger Games? Was he in the Hunger Games? Those he was the he Hunger in? Games one. Yeah. I know that, you know, I was listening to do go on, which is one of the Australian podcasts I yeah. love. And they were talking to Hemsworth this week. We all know Chris Hemsworth, Thor, and then Liam is who we were just talking the about. Other and there's a, there of another brother. Is he in yeah. the business? And I'm just not picturing him or. No, not really. Know. He's kind okay. of, uh, uh, he's, he did a commercial that kind of made fun of everything. Like he was trying to be Chris Hemsworth. And like he's canceled. <laughs> it, it was a joke. It was a jokey thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they always make, I think it's Luke Hemsworth. I think is his name. Oh, oh they, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, Luke, Luke. Um, so anyway, so you're back watching it or you haven't gotten the part uh, where I, no, I, I finished, I finished okay. the season. So we're done with season three and it's not like, Henry Cavill died or anything happened. We just have this ongoing storyline. So I am curious how they're going to complete it. Um, it's in a really dour place where we don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm loving the show and it's going to be very weird. I don't know when the last time you had a very successful show and you replaced the lead with another actor that was playing the same role. Um, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Yeah, Dick, uh, the, Dick the, Van the Bewitched. The, yeah, the Dick yeah. Switch. Yeah, the, yeah the, the Dick Transplant. Yeah, exactly. The, the Dick Switch with the with Witches. Yeah, the Witch Switch. The Dick Switcher. Don't name the episode that. We're going to get some I calls. mean, the, be- <laughs> the only thing I could think of is like you've got, and it's not even the main character. It's it's um Rhodey. And like, oh, it's, right. it wasn't a main character. And yeah, because he was he was a real B character in that yeah. first film, and then and then uh, Don Cheadle has taken that role on to multiple. Oh yeah, you know, it's uh, his occasions. role more so. Yeah. I bet people oh. wouldn't even remember the fact that Terrence Howard right. was even involved. Exactly. It, well, or just like Ed Norton as, as the Hulk, because then everybody knows Mark Ruffalo. That's particularly, true. That's because true. particularly because of his portrayal of the character in. Um, and Ragnarok, and then moving on to She-Hulk, which was pretty pretty much universally loved. I mean, I, people really dug that. So, yeah, yeah, um, so, cool. yeah, yeah. I, I've n- I've never really clicked with that, just because you know, fantasy is not my jam. But I know a lot of people really, really love it. It's um, it's I would say it's it's I give it credit because it's entertaining, um, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. 
has very good action sequences, and Henry Cavill is awesome. He's kind of like Clint, Clint Eastwood in this role because he doesn't say a lot, but when he oh says my. stuff, it matters. Sorry, um, there is some adult it. nudity in this, Charlie, uh, as well. Oh, well, okay. I mean, yeah. you know, there was a reason to stop watching Game of Thrones when there weren't as many, many, many boobs and butts. No, when he said uh, Clint Eastwood, I'm like, just made me think back to that last Clint Eastwood movie that he put out, and he's like uh, 100 years old. Yes. El, El, was it El, El Macho Man? El Camino. I remember no, no, no. Oh, the macho. macho. Yeah, yeah. He's like I remember. I mean, it's just yeah. It's it sounds like Jack Bauer. Yeah. Um, so but, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm guessing it's going to be more like Doctor Who, where there will be a it'll be the same Witcher, but it'll be changed or something because of a sacrifice. They have to do something, and oh look, he's completely changed. Um, maybe he'll be like amnesia, or maybe he will retain everything but look different. I don't know. I'm curious well, how they're going to pull it so off. A full score, Doctor. When, and when does that show come back? I don't know. I mean, the last, the second half season just came out like in. Oh, okay. Uh, September. October? Oh, okay. Yeah. So like a year, probably a year. Just the Maybe way. Maybe the last work. one was two years between, but that was COVID oh, related. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. COVID and then plus the writer strike. Yeah. So, the good news is we'll have lots of entertainment for years to come. So absolutely. Um, but anyway, speaking of something that is back uh, and a regular cadence, because regular cadence for a streaming show is about once a year, right? If I'm not mistaken, they're like, hey, it's a it summer like show. Getting, I think it's, it feels like it's getting further out, like every two well, years. Well, yeah, the norm. because they uh, they because of COVID and the writer strike. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, uh, Reacher is back. Now, this is uh, Alan Richardson is the star. Uh, initially, people knew it about a decade ago because there were a couple of films. Uh, starring Tom Cruise, which I will never forget. My my dear mother, who had, you know has worked in in entertainment and media, being a, an ad salesperson uh, in her career, looked at this film when it came out, and they said, "Really, Tom Cruise is going to take a guy of his age and try to launch a franchise off of that?" Mm-mm. Um, and she was right because, t- and, and again, especially looking at richardson's portrayal of this character and again this is spun off of a series of books if i'm not mistaken um where yeah jack reacher is he is a retired slash former army major he was part of the special uh investigation division of the united states army uh and he is just a bulletproof six five 250 pound wall of man he's 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 nothing but a dude um so yeah we saw him in the first i'm not even really specifically remembering the plot line of the first season but he just he just beats the shit out of anything he sees that that's what he does you think oh god that's kind of monotonous whatever it is but it's it's entertaining it's a really exceptional story i thought it was it was really well told so we have uh an entirely new cast uh but richard basically he's uh i don't want to say he's a hobo because he's not walking around the spindle but he's a drifter you know he lives off the grid doesn't have a phone owns one set of clothing they always buy in the, the whole uh the first sequence of the first episode and three episodes dropped on amazon um prime yesterday and uh we ended up watching all three of them not in a row but i'm like hey should we parcel these out but you just really get sucked into the story oh, yeah it's very it's yeah. very addictive it's like oh yeah. it just gets you going yeah. yeah, but no, the whole first sequence was he's somewhere in Alabama and he's in a thrift store buying himself some clothes and uh, he doesn't have enough money. So he walks outside of the ATM and he sees this. This came from the trailer, by the way. So I don't think I'm spoiling anything. He sees this poor woman who's sobbing with you know bruises on her face, taking money out of the ATM. And he's like, don't turn around. Did you get carjacked? Because there's you know minivan down the block. You know what I'm talking about from the trailer? Mm-hmm. Minivan down the block, guy sitting there. And Reacher just walks over, wraps a jacket around his arm, punches out the window, grabs this guy, keeps slamming his head between the door. And <laughs> in the end of it, 
he opens because the little kids in the backseat opens sliding door and it was funny april's like well you could have handled that a little better he says to kid hey kid you want to see your mom again that sounds really ominous <laughs> that's what you say to a kid who's being held yeah. at gunpoint um but anyway the plot line of the series is you're getting Reacher back together with his his unit from back when he was in the army. And that was, you're getting a feeling it was 10, 15 years prior. But it starts with, you know, a helicopter flying at night uh, over the Catskill Mountains and a body drops out of it, falls and smashes on the ground. And it's one of his guys, we come to find out. Um, but we don't know why. So his his unit comes back together. The only recognizable actor, and it's like, oh, I know that lady's face, but I had to look her up, was the woman who played, and this is this is tough, but it's an MCU reference. She was Medusa in The Inhumans. Very handsome oh. woman. But uh, yeah, that's the only like name name that I can really pick out work. of that. But she's good. Yeah, exactly. But uh, the villain is Robert Patrick, who is a grizzled, grumpy, not very much like the T-1000 looking kind of guy. Um, but uh, yeah, this is ab- absolutely great. So yeah, it's just Reacher doing kicking the shit out of people, you know, get, you know, he, 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 in a fight, maybe he'll get stabbed, but he's still flipping people around and breaking arms and breaking ankles. And, you know, it's, it's, truly not very sophisticated to be like oh god i love richard but i really i really do love richard it was fantastic i like richardson he's pretty sweet so it's fun and again it's on uh, it's on prime i'm getting the feeling it'll have this hybrid schedule like uh, daisy jones and the six which is a show that i absolutely loved earlier this spring where it's like three two two three so it's like maybe eight but whatever you know they release it in a cadence that may be like, hey, these three episodes really go together and it ends in a great cliffhanger. And so we keep people engaged for coming back. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I love it. You know, and again, Amazon Prime, that's a streaming service you probably have anyway, because you love Amazon Prime. Uh so go watch it. I yeah, I can't wait marks. for ads in 2024 on Amazon. Prime. Oh my God. The thing is, it's all cyclical, man. People are like, oh man, streaming, no more ads. Cause that's what I hate about watching stuff on network TV. Uh, if you're watching me on TV, observe my fingers. Somebody's got to pay the bills. It's somebody's got to pay the bills. It's apparently uh, Amazon's number one streaming, like original. So that's good. Well, that show is, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, highest recommendation. I'm assuming it'll be, uh, it'll air over probably four weeks. So yeah, jump on board. Good stuff. Well, cool. Um, well, Todd, that takes us out of the geek easy. Time to skip out on the check yet again, because I'm pretty sure uh, that somebody spit in my old fashioned and somebody ate half of my hamburger. So I am not paying, but I am getting on my Air Qantas app and paying that outrageously expensive fee uh, to get down to the land down under Hologram Tina. And the mutants are waiting for us to talk about a film. Welcome to another edition of Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week we're continuing Creepy Christmas with a movie that came out in 2021 called Black Friday. So uh, we watched this on for free on. I watched it for free on Crackle. Charlie thinks he watched it on Tubi, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, Tubi. yeah, so this movie, um, I think, was kind of a darling or. I think it was because it's a darling. Well, because I think it came out during the 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 pandemic. It got a little bit more coverage than it really should have. So I was like, "Oh, (laughs) this should be interesting because it stars." It it, it should be interesting. Yeah, it should. Devin Sawa from. I mean, he's he's been in like Idle Hands. He's been involved with Child's Play, I believe. Uh, Final Destination, the first one. He was the star. He was the main yeah, character, yeah. Exactly. Michael Jai White, you remember, remember him as the voice, uh, the, the actor who played Spawn. Uh, right. So that, that big one. Uh, Bruce Campbell. 
our personal uh, friend Bruce Campbell, who we met yeah. on the MSU campus in 1998. I'm going to say 1997 uh, yeah. when he was. Remember, he was uh, he was uh, bankrolling that B movie. Correct, a wow. producer behind a movie yeah. that yeah, very very much at that time indie films were yeah. literally made for nothing, and that film yeah. was made for nothing. And I still have my photograph him doing this to me, and I'm just like, this guy. I took that photo, I believe. I, I would imagine it was you, me, and my you wearing a sweater, Brie Fowler. Yeah, lots of sweat. It was the '90s. Lots of sweaters. Exactly. <clears throat> and uh, Seth Green actually did a voice of a doll. Remember the doll in this movie, Charlie? That oh, was, that was him. Yeah, yeah the, that was Seth Green. Dower Dennis. The, yeah, the doll that was the the foil all the all the way to the end of the movie sounded like a uh, dad who was unemployed. Yes, uh, yeah. unemployed, uh, yeah, unemployed Dower Dad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, I had to look the the the, uh, the, the female lead. Looks super familiar. And even if you look at, because this is, you have a grab here from IMDb, has just a very striking appearance. I'm like, she was on some show. It was the Shannara Chronicles, if you remember. Ah, that okay. Okay. Because I'm like, oh, oh, it's going to. Uh, yeah. I'm when like, MTV I'm was have, trying to do something? Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm going to have to look this up. Because, yeah, that it, it was so long ago that I would have had MTV. So I haven't had terrestrial cable since we moved back in this oh, house and five years ago. Oh, she was a little girl <laughs> in Pan's Labyrinth. She was a little girl in that. Oh, there yeah, you go. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so this movie, the premise is essentially a group of Toy Story employees must protect each other from a horde of parasite-infected shoppers. This mm-hmm. is directed by Casey Tebow, who, Charlie, when I looked up his IMDb, he has directed a lot of Aerosmith videos. Oh, he's in the pocket of Aerosmith. Well, this was filmed in, because, uh, you know, that's one of my passions is finding out where stuff is filmed. It is filmed in and around Massachusetts. Aerosmith is from Boston. So do you see the connection? Local yeah. production. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> this is essentially like, think of like a show like Super Super Center. Uh, Super yeah. Store. Um, Super Store. We, yeah, yeah. Without, any, without any of the fun or... Good actors. Uh, well, exactly. okay. So I take that back. There were some good actors oh, in so much that Bruce Campbell was in it. Exactly. <clears throat> so Bruce Campbell is the store manager. Uh, you've got uh, Stephen Pack Bryan playing the assistant store manager, Devin Sawa and the others. Uh, uh, cast members are essentially just, just staff who work yeah. there. Um, it's Black Friday. They're getting prepared. They're, they're basically uh, working there. They're unhappy, but they are going to get paid uh, a time and a half for the bonuses. Right. They got bonuses coming, or so they think. Yeah, so this movie opens, Charlie, with yeah. essentially called an asteroid or something, crash lands through the store before it's getting ready to be opened, right. and essentially spawns a creature. Oh, um, but of course. Uh, what I did not realize, and you find this out at the end, I thought this was an isolated thing, but apparently right. this is more of an invasion because right. this essentially is happening all over the world. So not right. spoilers, but that is something we find out later. Cause I'm like, something was go- telling me like, Hmm, why are things happening that I didn't think they were like, I was thinking right. like night of the creeps where right. something lands and it's isolated and they got to deal with it. And that's it. They solve the, the problem. The, the, the thing or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so we get that and we essentially then start off on a pretty, I would say normal type of horror film where there's yeah. creature, slowly taking out the cast mm-hmm. um the cast is a, a mix of old young but most of these people are unhappy and bruce campbell's kind of playing against type because he's essentially playing like a middle manager uh very straight man, weasley a comp- company company weasel yeah exactly yeah so and i quite honestly um i 
this is a lot like the last film where I felt like the premise was cute and fun, but ultimately I felt like, I mean, it was, I think the budget was pretty good and I thought that the creatures were pretty entertaining, uh, to be honest. And some of the kills weren't too bad. Yeah. But what did you think? Well, you know, again, I, I think I suffered from what we suffered from last week because you described how you watched the film. Uh, you're like, well, I was watching it on one computer while looking at something on another computer. So you were more listening than watching uh, when it came to the movie we watched last time. And then with me, I was sitting in a hotel room where the TV was futzing out. So it would go out at a moment and I'd have to plug it back in. Um, but I didn't do it hurriedly because I, it's not like I was so engaged by the story. I mean... I feel like I maybe paid a little bit less attention to this one. I don't know. I just didn't find anything really compelling about the characters because the setting seems so fake. Oh, it's a giant toy store, which is, it was because I think it was, was it in maybe 2018 that Toys R Us went away? Um, and that, you know, retail in general. Yeah, we Love Toys was the name of the fake store. Yeah. Um, you know, and retail in general just continues to to shrink um, because people shop online. And so the, the, the entire premise of a busy store with all this like Black Friday really takes you more back to the 90s where people were breaking down the door, you know, and and killing each other so that they can get a great deal on a TV or something. And to me, it just it kind of seemed like it was a premise that I just didn't really glom onto because it just didn't feel very modern um, because a toy, like a big fancy toy store. I'm reminded of the beginning of Chucky uh, and how ridiculous I thought that was because that movie is a shootout in downtown Chicago in the dead of winter between Chris Sarandon's de- detective and, you know, Chucky Lee Chucky, who is uh, uh, the character played Brad by Dorf. Brad Dorf. Yeah. And they're in this super fancy toy store in the ghetto in Chicago. And I'm just like, I don't feel like a super fancy toy store would be in this downtown downtown super gross part of chicago um but even back then but there were stores feo schwartz and you know uh mm-hmm. in Times square in new york city that's still a thing or the lego big lego store is still a thing but this kind of general like oh we have very generic like uh setting for you know it children looked like an abandoned store. kmart it looked <laughs> yeah, like an exactly. old kmart that was like oh we have an old kmart that we can use to film in right Right, which I'm sure in, you know, and again, in Metro Boston or wherever it is they filmed this, I'm sure they weren't, it wasn't hard to come by. So yeah, the the setting seemed very like, oh, this really could have worked better back in, in, you know, 2001 or 2011, as opposed to 2021. Um, So, and I just couldn't get. My, I couldn't work up a lot of enthusiasm for the character because Devin Sawa is like, well, I'm a divorced dad, but I'm a a dope who works at a toy store and a loser, I have a young, yeah yeah i have a young girlfriend but she's not really my girlfriend but is she legal i sure hope so and then the nerdy kid who gets in his face and uh, I, I feel like if michael jai white would have lived longer he might have brought a little more interest to the interaction because yeah they have they have it out on the loading dock where devin sawa is like uh, the girl is like uh, marnie is her name and thank you for putting the cast names up here and devin sawa is ken he's like well we're not really a couple because i've never seen you outside the store and we've made out a little bit and then the chris who's the young nerdy kid's like you're a loser man why don't you be there for your kids or this and that and it's just like this, this is terrible it was just it was yeah it was it was, just, yeah, it was the strife of like they're in a bad environment things that they've yeah to say just finally comes out right and um the to your point yeah uh, michael michael jai white's the first one to get knocked off and he was the one who had it all together he was right. the one that was most capable of taking that's out why he had to die <laughs> yeah these cre- these creatures and um yeah he ended up sacrificing himself to let other people live and 
the I mean, I guess to get into this a little bit. So the creature starts off as this like that lands and takes out the first guy is like a it looks like a, a almost like a jellyfish bubbling jellyfish. Right. Thing. Mm, scary bubbling jellyfish thing. <clears throat> yeah. And then it turns them into as they develop over time, they get this like weird almost like a beak face with these bad teeth. And they have like a uh, almost like an alien like device that comes out of them and shoots and then infects them. And right. Cause that, that's what happened with the one, the one that like, wasn't a straight through like a through and through to yeah. face. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, over time, as more people were captured, then this like, almost I, maybe think of like killer clowns from out of space, Charlie, where there was like these pods <laughs> of like the, the killer tomatoes that it kept on yeah. growing. And then like, I'm like, so I'm like, okay, that seems different. Well, it was all Play-Doh-y because yeah, in the, uh, you know, in, in, in the, the you know in the in the the big bad fight in the end of the third act the creature it becomes very Godzilla like and it you know they escape the store and by then the only surviving characters are of course the nerd boy the jail bait and then the and then the loser guy played by Devin Sawa and they're they're finally but this thing is it's shooting tentacles everywhere and they finally slay it because nerd boy drives a high low or he's driving some kind of a piece of equipment yeah, a little, and, get, uh, yeah. and get, gets the critter to snag it as in to eat it. And then he jumps out of it and it smashes it into his face and it's bleeding everywhere. Um, and then that's how they managed to get away. And then you're right. They got away, but then you see another critter in another store in the distance. And I guess I didn't really, I wasn't paying attention enough to saying, but I thought they just killed that thing. Are we just looking at it at a different perspective? I just, it, was just not doing a great job of holding my attention. Well, because there was calls throughout the film of like, oh, this is a store that's like another another district. Oh, we're right. being attacked and all these the customers are going crazy. Right. And all this stuff is like, okay, so I don't know why, because I'm not sure why the people were getting infected and mm-hmm. infected and going elsewhere. We did see the customers showing up infected, like looking infected. So right. I'm guessing these things were just landing all over the place, infecting people. Right, um, right, right, right. And right. then that's what all happened. Um, we did get like, you know, some, we did get a little bit of insight into the characters. Like we f- then found out like Bruce Campbell, you know, he's a lifer, lifer and he's been right. forever and he liked it because it was kind of like a family to him. Although yeah. he's like, yeah, it's a place where I can like yell at people and feel good about myself when I treat them badly. So I'm like, that, not a so great I'm- guy. No, but you know what? That's a lot of people's families. We were talking True. about that earlier. There's True. no doubt about it. Um, and yeah, he's just very buttoned up, you know, wearing a bow tie and whatever it is. And then he also they also find out that he screwed everybody out of their bonuses. Yeah, there's and no bonuses. It, but then he ends up sacrificing And then himself. there's going to be layoffs, yeah. too. That comes out, yeah, too. There's going to be right. layoffs. Well, exactly. Because, yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, boy, I work in a giant toy-only store in in the 2020s. Yeah, you're, you're done. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, they... Uh, Obviously, they get away, but this is still going on all over the world. So there is no satisfying conclusion to any of it. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess, you know, we find out like Devin Sawas, his family's safe. So they're going to go see him with these two other people. <laughs> right. And he, they kind of like kind of I guess they now have a calling, which is to be a killer of these creatures, I guess, even though they're not very good at it. They're just um, going to they're just going to find ways to set him up with more uh, high lows to throw in their face. Is yeah, that, that's how of, we kill them. High lows. Yeah, gardening equipment. It kind of reminds me of the end of like Cloverfield Lane, where oh, yeah, yeah. you know she escapes from one horror to then be immersed to say, "Oh, sh-, you know, I went from the fire to the fireplace." Essentially, right. um, fire of the frying pan. What is the 
the uh, f- uh, f- uh, it is something to the front. The f- uh, it is something to the front pinko. What is the expression? Somebody will tell us. Yeah. Something to the front. Yeah, please add. Pl- please add us on X. Give us the right. Uh, uh, please add uh, us yeah. on Threads and let us know what. Or in our Discord. <laughs> exactly. It's from, it's from the fire to the front. Damn it! To the fire. Ah! Yeah. It goes from something not oh, some bad enough to worse. So something whatever is worse the, than the frying pan. The frying pan. But the frying pan is. I don't know. You know what we're gonna. Which you know what we just gotta let it go. We gotta let it go. Oh my goodness! Well, we, we boy, this is going to be a very short show um, because we just don't have a lot to say about this movie. So I mean, no. it's, it, I wish there was more depth. I wish there was more to yeah. say. The creatures I thought were pretty decent, right? Um, yeah, but it, beyond that, uh, pretty light. It's probably a, a tight yeah. ninety, and I'm surprised yeah. the movie actually even lasted that long. Um, right, and I just you know th- there wasn't any emotional core that made me really care about any of these characters. Devin's house. Like, well, I got to get back to my kids, but, but he just, he kind of sucks. Right. He just did not. He was just a loser, man. He was, you know, like Pretty you said, Todd, much. He's, yeah. he's our age. So he was, you know, at that time in the mid forties and he's working in toys R us or whatever. It's like, Oh, I guess in a lot of ways we've all met people that are like, Oh, uh, yeah. you obviously thought some, your life was going to go in a different place and you've never right. left. Um, right. Um, I will say, though, the fact that they went with a basically a huge kaiju type of character, yeah. I thought it wasn't bad. But the fact is, the thing didn't move at all. It was just like hanging out in the building, would eventually like click people with its finger or shoot the thing out. Right. But that was it. Because it was a literal marionette. They had a guy, that's what was up above some guy going, pretty much yeah a guy in a suit maybe yeah so um, i'll give them credit that they did i think the best they could with like the special effects the costumes very practical effects so it worked pretty well there but other than that yeah the execution not so great not much not much to be done in this movie well i challenge you let's find a great creepy christmas movie to talk about if uh, well no we're out of time this is our last one wasn't it yeah i mean unless there's like a new year's eve killing movie that we can oh there's about gotta movie. be so all if right we do that we'll do that for the next episode research drones um, yes uh hit us up on threads uh or on our discord particularly our patreons if you know of a great horror movie that's centered around new year's eve and it can't just be the fact that the movie new year's eve was wasn't there a new year's eve movie or oh, yes, it was Valentine's one of those day. it was one of those like uh romantic movies where it has like the right. cameo casts and things like that yeah. right well i want one of those but it's also a slasher so where i want the, you to find where the, the where the, the ball actually comes on just starts crushing people yeah exactly the it's like drops. the it's the uh like the uh, ball on a whacking pole so out of the frying pan into the fire so i was close I had it backwards. Frying pan into the fire. So you're like, here you go. Oh my into gosh. The, yeah, I have to come up with the name of this episode. So we'll see where it goes. <laughs> and then the frying pan into the what? All right. Well, let's give this a rating of one out of 10 um, jelly, jelly, jelly. Dower jelly, yeah, Dower Dennis's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Dower Dennis, again, Seth Green's contribution is that he was a malfunctioning talking teddy bear, which at the uh, at the uh, denouement, the big conclusion, uh, he's able to he's used as a decoy several times. And and ultimately, he does survive, but gets run over uh, as Devin Spawa speeds off. So, yes, he, the unsung hero. So one out of uh, 10 Dower Dennis's, where, where do we land? 
<clears throat> I'm going to be a little bit more forgiving than the last film. So I'm going to give this one a 3.5 out of, because I think he was in ha- ripped in half. So 3.5 Dower Dennis's out of 10. Oh, gotcha. Um, I, I have no forgiveness for this film. I'm going to give it my lowest rating ever at about a one. This Really worse than really It's dreadful. a Wonderful Knife? Well, yeah, because that movie had... Um, uh okay, I got nothing. <laughs> I was trying to think of one thing I enjoyed about that, but it was it was the cult, Charlie. Remember the cult where they changed okay. all of a sudden? That was like like that didn't even make any yeah. sense. They were you know, he he was it's not like they were in the mirror universe and he was wearing a mustache. No. So yeah, it was really wacky. But yeah, so uh that that is the end of Creepy Christmas, but uh hopefully there is a slasher. New Year's. I think we should do this with every holiday. I want a slasher. Oh, Arbor Day is going to be great. Flag Day. I want a Flag Day movie. Somebody gets stabbed by flags. Um, a slasher. Well, The Purge is our Fourth of July movie. Um, yeah, I want a crazy. I want a crazy horror movie for every holiday. We, we can did. Come up we with, did so. Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. We did the new. One. We did the old one. There's a new one. We might have. Yeah, the old one was filmed uh, where Mark lives. Yeah, so yeah. That, we we that, did the old one. We didn't do the new one though with uh, Jensen Elkles. Oh, gotcha. Well, you know what? Then put it on the uh, schedule. I'm down with that. All right. So, well, cool. All right. Well, gosh, that wraps up a very short uh, recording of our show. Now, Todd, are we off next week? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. If yeah. we end up having some time, we will. If not, okay. then, yeah, you'll see us in the new year. Yes, you most definitely will. Well, Todd, where do people find you out there? Oh, they find mm-hmm. me on threads at Tioxtra, at Secret Friends Unite on Twitter, just because I post everything still there, just let people know what's going on on Twitter as well. Twitter is a waypoint station. Well, I have given up Twitter, but I am over on threads and Instagram. Uh, C3 Carpenter is where you find me. And as always, my lovely wife, April, and I do run the USS Graham Petoskey, one of the biggest chapters of the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world. We're based here in West Michigan, but we have chapters uh, that I'm responsible for. It's regional coordinator for Region 13 all over Michigan and Eastern Canada. If you're a trekker within the sound of my voice, if you live there or if you live elsewhere, uh, give it a good googs to SFI. Dot org USS Grand Petoskey or Region 13 and reach out and I would be happy to help you uh, find some trekkers in your vicinity. With that, as always, I will thank you for joining us. I will tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Into the frying pan, into the fryer. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.